Talking Back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula Sperry. For the next half hour, I invite you to join me as we explore health issues in the news and learn from those involved in keeping our community healthy. Our goal is not to diagnose or to suggest treatment, but to celebrate your body's innate potential to heal itself. Good morning, everybody. My name is Dr. Paula Sperry, and we're going to do a show today with issues in the news. In the background, we have music by Banco de Gaia, and the name of this one is Desert Wind, the Satsuma Nightmare Remix. So sit back and enjoy some information that you may not hear anywhere else on the radio. Discarded plastic, both large and microscopic, circles our globe. It chokes our oceans and pollutes our food supply. At the grocery store, just take a look around and notice all of the items packaged in plastic. It ultimately finds its way into our bodies, where then it accumulates over time. In recent years, scientists have detected microplastics in all kinds of human tissues, including the placenta, lungs, spleen, liver, kidney, heart, brain, and even in your stool. Many of these petroleum-based plastics will last forever. Plastic packaging materials can survive for centuries. In 2022, Dutch scientists confirmed the presence of microplastics in meat and milk and blood of both farm animals and humans. In fact, nearly 80% of meat and dairy products contained microplastics. They also found that many feed producers reuse expired food products, throwing them into the batch, the packaging made of plastic left on. Microplastics rapidly enter your brain. In May 2023, Austrian researchers found plastic microparticles in the brains of mice within two hours of drinking water contaminated with microplastic. Using computer models to track the dispersion of the plastics, researchers found that nanoplastic particles, which are invisible to the naked eye, were able to travel into the mice's brains via a previously unknown biological transport mechanism, as reported in The Guardian. Essentially, these tiny plastics are absorbed into cholesterol molecules on the brain's membrane surface. Thus, stowed away in their little fatty packages, They cross the blood-brain barrier, a wall of blood vessels and tissue that functions to protect the brain from toxins and other harmful substances. Once in the brain, these plastic nanoparticles could increase the risk of inflammation, neurological disorders, or even neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, the researchers warned. These findings were also noted by scientists at the University of Rhode Island. Research showed microplastics trigger dementia-like behavior changes as they extensively infiltrate the body and the brain, causing behavioral changes similar to dementia in as little as three weeks. These were not high doses of microplastics, an article in the New York Post reported. Because the microplastics are ingested by mouth, 
It was expected that they would be found in the gastrointestinal tract, liver, and kidneys, but their expansion into the other tissues was shocking. The detection of microplastics in tissues such as the heart and lungs, however, suggests that microplastics are going beyond the digestive system and ultimately undergoing systemic circulation. The brain-blood barrier is considered very difficult to permeate, yet these nanoparticles were able to get in there. Microplastics were found deep inside brain tissue. This, they note, causes interference with intercellular brain messaging and signaling. It makes you wonder why everywhere you look, there's a plastic wrapper. Have we wrapped so many things in plastic that now we are becoming plastic from the inside out? You know, some of us are questioning lab-produced meat. Is it really a healthy alternative or just junk food? Fake meat products are the very definition of ultra-processed food. Eating red meat has been vilified for decades as being unhealthy, cancer-promoting, and artery-clogging. But data from the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation showed only weak evidence of any association between unprocessed natural red meat and several health conditions, including hemorrhagic and ischemic strokes. In an effort to get us hooked on fake meat, these products are marketed as healthier and better for the environment. Do you know that Impossible Burger and Beyond Burger have nearly the same amount of fat and calories as real beef burger? They're also loaded with more processed sodium. As a reporter at NBC News points out, if eating more realistic fake meat was all about health, the offerings would be far lower in salt content, contain fewer calories, and have a bit less dietary fat. And none of them do. In the United States, nearly half of all food consumed is considered ultra-processed. If a healthier diet is not the underlying reason for developing fake meat and plant-based products, then what is? We have recently learned just how easy it is to manipulate entire societies. So how easily manipulated is a society that depends on lab-produced and manufactured food rather than what we've consumed for centuries? When you choose your meat for dinner, do you want grass-fed beef that's rich in vitamins and healthy natural fats? Or a fake meat product with processed health-destroying fats added over 263 global patents? If there are health benefits from eating less beef, they are minimal according to a paper published in 2019. The researchers concluded that there was low to very low evidence that red meat triggered any real health problems. Some think of lab-created or vegetable-based meat substitutes as the lesser of two evils when compared to concentrating animal feeding operations, otherwise known as CAFOs. Here, animals are not able to move about and are force-fed corn and soy and other feeds that are not common in their previous natural diets. They're often cited as a major source of carbon dioxide and other polluting emissions known as greenhouse gases. Meanwhile, wild oak pastures in Bluffington, Georgia, demonstrates that through a commissioned analysis of regeneratively grown beef, they can produce a net total emission of carbon in the negative numbers 
when compared to the CAFO. Perhaps one of the biggest problems around products that use soy, such as the Impossible Burger, is that they are made with GMO soy that contains glyphosate. That's a proven cancer-causing ingredient known as Roundup by killing off natural bacteria right in our gut. With virtual weed bacteria replacing our healthy bacteria, we cannot make vitamins or properly digest our food. Another feature of eating weed killer sprayed on our food, like glyphosate, is what is known as malabsorption syndrome. This is where we develop leaks in the gut lining, exposing our blood supply and our entire body to molecular portions of undigested proteins that trigger autoimmune diseases and a lot of food allergies that we are now seeing in our society. Grass-fed beef is healthier, more sustainable, and a better choice for a healthier ratio of dietary fats and could even support the health of our environment when it's done correctly. When given a choice, as we hope we always will be able to make, skip the fake meat alternative that's trying to disguise itself as health food and opt for real food that's being raised the right way instead. There's a push to eat green, but it's not sustainable. Plant-based and lab-based produced meat substitutes are really not sustainable options. All children need sufficient amounts of the right kind of protein to properly grow and develop. Initially, this is supplied through breast milk, but once on the table as food, there's a significant health benefit to adding whole foods to their diet, but no benefit from restricting them to a plant-based diet. We need to realize and remember, although meat substitutes seek to look and taste like meat, they are not. A study in Poland of children between ages of 5 and 10 years analyzed body composition, cardiovascular risk, and micronutrient status in children who were vegetarian and vegan as compared to omnivores. As reported in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, the study claimed that the vegan diet was associated with a healthier cardiovascular risk profile based largely on lower levels of LDL cholesterol, which is not a good indicator, by the way, of cardiovascular health. These same children had an increased risk of nutritional deficiencies, lower bone mineral contents, and were shorter by 3.15 centimeters, which converts to 1.2 inches on average. The researchers called this concerning and wrote, Our data suggests that restriction of animal-based foods could prevent children from achieving optimal height or bone mineral status and could lead to selected nutritional deficiencies. The shorter height of these children consuming plant-based diets may have mixed implications for long-term health. Fake meat products are metabolically hazardous because they use vegetable fats to replace animal fats and they're devoid of important minerals and loaded with dangerous omega-3 fats, one of which, probably the worst, linoleic acid. Although the push to eat fake food is reportedly to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from current way that meat is produced, it's looking like a formula for disaster in the future of optimal human health.
More data from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition in 2022 cited ultra-processed foods that account for 36 to 45 percent of total biodiversity loss and up to one-third of total diet-related greenhouse gas emissions. Increasing the amount of processed fake food would only drive these percentages higher, not reduce them as manufacturers are now claiming. For all the lip service that's paid to equity, increasing consumption of processed foods like fake meats and lab-produced meat products will worsen economic inequality as it redirects money away from the small farmer and independent homesteader to the transnational corporations, which will no doubt continue to rely on underpaid workers and unsafe work conditions. To better understand all of this, let's take a deeper dive into bad fats. Animal fats are not necessarily the demons they've recently been made out to be, and here's why. Linoleic acid, is an omega-6 acid from vegetable sources used in replacing natural meat fat in the ultra-processed plant-based burgers. Fats are the primary building block of our cell membranes along with protein. And this is why eating the right type of fat is so important for health and longevity. Before 1866, the Western world for the most part only consumed animal fats, tallow, suet, lard, and butter, these are examples of those fats. Eastern societies also used cold-pressed fats like coconut and palm oil. Vegetable oils like corn, soy, cottonseed, safflower, just to name a few as we know them today, simply did not exist. The single greatest change to the human diet in all of history was the introduction of the industrial-produced seed oil. Around 1866, Procter & Gamble was the first to use the newly invented hydrogenation process to convert surplus unstable cotton seeds into a synthetic seed oil, which is sold to this day under the name of Crisco. Recently, the company has largely changed to using palm, soy, and canola oil to make Crisco due to the exposure in the press. But cottonseed oil is still very often used for cooking especially in your restaurant deep fryer. Margarine also is made from seed oils and was later introduced to replace the more natural product, butter. Historically, seed oil use increased from approximately 2 grams per day in 1865 to 5 grams per day in 1909, then 18 grams a day in 1999, and in 2008, the average consumption of these bad fats was 29 grams per day, and it only seems to be continuing to increase. Linoleic acid, it's an omega-6 fat and considered healthy when consumed in modest amounts. But eating too much LA leads to oxidation. This means it goes rancid right in your body and impairs mitochondrial function. What are mitochondria, you ask? Well, they're little energy factories inside our cells that if properly fed and functioning, keep us healthy, active, and young. Damaging them can lead to many chronic diseases that have become epidemic and whose prevalence continues to increase. Optimally, omega-6 fats should be in a two to one ratio with omega-3 fats. But the standard American diet 
comprises 14 to 25 times more omega-6 fats than omega-3 fatty acids. Lowering dietary linoleic acid can help reduce the accumulation of these rancid fat molecules in our bodies implicated in chronic disease. Including cardiovascular disease, cancer, and even Alzheimer's, among others. But now the problem. Our intake of linoleic acid has increased dramatically with the cultural redirection of using these plant-based foods and oils, calling them healthier than the marketing of ultra-processed foods in the standard American diet. It's important to realize that the half-life of LA is approximately two years, which means the damage can be far more persistent than other dietary factors, and it will take that long at least to remove it from your body. And if it makes any sense to you, you might be able to find a well-versed natural health provider to help guide you or to find more information about this. But getting ahead of this covert food pollution and gaining your health back by reducing excessive LA in your body could take some time. So what are some ways that we can get our bodies back on track? Behind much of what happens to us in our sad or standard American diet is due to the inflammation that results from eating these ultra-processed fats and the weed killer infused products used and cooked into our food. Inflammation is your body's natural response to injury or infection. It's inflammation that prepares you and your tissues to begin to heal. However, if the inflammation does not resolve and becomes chronic, it becomes profoundly destructive, playing a role in nearly every chronic degenerative disease. Anti-inflammatory drugs may be helpful in some situations, but can have undesirable side effects and are rarely solving the underlying problem in the long run. To prevent and treat chronic inflammation, dietary nutrients either from whole foods or nutritional supplements can be your best option. Luckily, there are many anti-inflammatory nutrients out there, and if you can include enough of them in your diet, you can keep your inflammation in check relatively easily. Here are some nutrients known for their anti-inflammatory powers that you might want to jot down and research on your own. Vitamin E prevents linoleic acid, the omega-6 fat we just discussed, stored in your tissues from being oxidized into dangerous toxic byproducts. Most of us are walking around with LA stores that are 10 times higher than normal. And since excess linoleic acid is likely one of the primary contributors to chronic disease, it can be a good idea to take vitamin E regularly until you get that LA down to a healthy level, which can take from two to six years for most people. Very few people are able to get enough vitamin E from their diet to suppress this oxidative destruction from excess LA in their tissue. The good news is that since the supplementation is short term, you're not going to need it for the rest of your life. If you can keep your LA intake below five grams a day for three years, it's likely you may not even need to take it at all, or maybe take it only a few times a month. However, for whatever reason, during this time or when the LA in your tissues are low to normal and you go out on a binge on a meal that's very high in linoleic acid, taking a vitamin E capsule to protect yourself 
from this exposure might be a good plan. Vitamin E also protects against free radical damage and the normal effects of aging. It's particularly important for brain health and studies have found that it can delay the loss of cognitive function in people with Alzheimer's disease by preventing cellular membrane damage and neuron death. Now we're gonna move on to the omega-3 fats. Keeping your omega-3 fats in proper ratio with the omega-6 fats is very important for healthy functioning of all your cell membranes and membranes of your mitochondria. If you eat any processed foods, you're probably getting far too many omega-6 like linoleic acid, which damages those mitochondria and greatly diminishes your body's ability to work properly. You'll find omega-3s in chia seeds, walnuts, beans, and seaweed. Also, if you regularly consume fatty fish like wild-caught salmon, mackerel, sardines and anchovies, you may be able to forego supplements of DHA and EPA, also known as krill or fish oil. Linoleic acid is highly inflammatory. The omega-3s are anti-inflammatory and help protect your bones, muscles, joints, and connective tissues from damage and repair any damage that's already occurred. Good to know about the omega-3 fats. Ginger root has been shown to boost the immune system and ameliorate autoimmune diseases like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. In a clinical trial, the researchers found that daily intake of ginger supplement for seven days, containing 20 milligrams of gingerols per day, by healthy volunteers boosted a chemical inside the neutrophil called cyclic AMP. Our research for the first time provides evidence for the biological mechanism that underlies ginger's apparent anti-inflammatory property in people, said senior co-author Jason Knight, MD, PhD, associate professor in the Division of Rheumatology at the University of Michigan. Ginger also has antibacterial, antiviral, antioxidant, and cancer properties that protect against disease, both chronic and acute. Ginger has been shown to play a vital role as an antimicrobial agent. Several active compounds have been shown to be active against E. coli, Salmonella typhi, Bacillus subtilis, Candida albicans, M. avium, and M. tuberculosis. Antioxidants help free the body of free radicals and reduce oxidative stress. And ginger is a source of numerous antioxidants that play a role in reducing lipid oxidation. All of the science means that ginger works to dampen inflammation, help relieve damage being done by eating these ultra-processed vegetable fats and oils, and can even work at the cellular level in your body to slow down production of defensive molecules leading to autoimmune disease. Did you know that you can even grow ginger at, at home? Turmeric. Besides giving Indian curries their rich gold color, turmeric contains the active ingredient curcumin, which has been shown to have more than 150 potential therapeutic actions. Thousands of studies have been performed where researchers have shown curcumin is an antibacterial, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory, anti-malarial, antioxidant, anti-parasitic, anti-proliferative, and wound healing substance. 
Scientists investigating curcumin's biological activity have this to say about the extent to which it plays a vital role in supporting health. Modern science has shown that curcumin modulates various signaling molecules, including inflammatory molecules. Given its antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties, conditions shown to be responsive to curcumin include certain types of cancer because it blocks the blood supply to tumors and modulates signaling pathways involved in cancer formation, high blood pressure, heart disease, blood clots, intestinal and bowel issues, it helps to produce bile, neurodegenerative conditions, and glaucoma by limiting oxidative damage in the eye and lowering interocular pressure. While turmeric, the spice at the store, is widely available, it contains very small amounts of curcumin, which is also poorly absorbed through your gastrointestinal tract. So for those reasons, you'll receive more health benefits from a good quality curcumin extract. Turmeric is lipophilic, which means it loves fat. And so you might want to increase some healthy oils or fats in your diet while taking turmeric to improve its absorbability and bioavailability. Also, we have glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM. Glucosamine and chondroitin are compounds found in human cartilage, while MSM, which is methyl sulfonylmethane, contains a lot of sulfur, which is naturally found in certain plants, fruits, and vegetables. Research suggests that glucosamine and chondroitin work well together when paired, and MSM further boosts their effect by enhancing cellular penetration. All three have anti-inflammatory properties and are commonly used in treatments for arthritis symptoms. Alone or together, glucosamine and chondroitin help to relieve arthritis-related pain by slowing degeneration of collagen and cartilage and improving the function of your joints. Glucosamine and chondroitin are two essential compounds of cartilage that play a crucial role in maintaining your joint health. Glucosamine is a vital building block for glycosaminoglycans, which can help repair cartilage. And chondroitin, on the other hand, is a structural component of cartilage that helps it to retain water, thereby providing the necessary lubrication and shock absorption for joints to function smoothly. Together, glucosamine and chondroitin work synergistically to support healthy joints. While glucosamine promotes the growth and repair of cartilage, chondroitin helps maintain its integrity and flexibility. This is why glucosamine and chondroitin supplements are often recommended for individuals experiencing joint pain or stiffness, resulting from age-related wear and tear, injury, or arthritis. A combination of glucosamine and chondroitin can help slow down the progression of joint damage in individuals with osteoarthritis. Some other anti-inflammatory nutrients you can use to battle inflammation from these omega-6 bad fats are glycine. It's been shown to exert potential anti-inflammatory effects by inhibiting activation of Im immune cells and suppressing inflammation. Bromelain, it's an enzyme found in pineapples and it reduces inflammation, joint pain, joint degeneration. It improves gut function and digestive health and aids in the metabolism of amino acids. There's also evidence suggesting it can prevent respiratory issues and heart disease and bolster your immune function. 
Boswellic acid is extracted from the Boswellia serrata tree. It's also known as frankincense, and it has a long history of use in traditional medicine. It can reduce pain and inflammation throughout the body, including arthritis pain. And green tea extract. Green tea extract contains a potent antioxidant, which combats inflammation, relieves joint and muscle soreness, and prevents future oxidative stress damage. It also can improve the function of your brain, heart, and blood vessels, and keep your immune system fighting off various diseases. I'm your host, Dr. Paula Sperry, my 31st year of providing issues in the news and local interviews with people in our community keep us healthy. And hopefully we'll have a chance to meet again at the same time next week. Thank you for tuning into Talking Back. Talking Back is heard on WOMR Radio at 92.1 FM at this time each week. If you have news or comments to share, or you would like to be a guest on Talking Back, write, call, or email this station, care of Dr. Paula Sperry, WOMR FM Radio, Post Office Box 975, Provincetown, Massachusetts, 02657. Or you can give us a call. We're at 508-487-2619 or 1-800-921-9667. We're also at www.womr.org online. Tune in next week. And until we meet again, please remember to love your body.